Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah. So, hello and welcome, everybody, to the Chakraway Meditation Podcast. And today, I'm so excited because I have this um, wonderful woman with me, Clarissa Christensen, who is a holistic menopause educator, expert, coach, and this is a subject that I've been wanting to delve into for a long while now. And I think it's one that's really important. You know, if you're pre-perimenopause, if you're perimenopause or menopause, if you're um, a man with a partner, you need to know all of this stuff as well. <laughs> um, so first of all, welcome, Clarissa. How are you? I'm great, Roseanne. Thank you so much for connecting and inviting me to come on this beautiful podcast. Thank really you. Excited. So, gosh, I mean, where to start? I mean, I I have normally when I have a, a podcast, I sort of I research and I think, you know, I write down a whole lot of questions. But today I woke up this morning going, oh, I'm talking to Clarissa today. I can't wait. I've got so many questions. And now I'm here. I'm not entirely sure where to start. Um, but I think... What I want to get at, let's sort of get to where my sort of my big question is, I think, and then we'll we'll work around it, swirl around it and get back to it. So my big question is, um, obviously, I work, you know, with chakras, energy work, and I want to understand how menopause affects us energetically. Um, You know, we all know the symptoms well, we don't maybe all know the symptoms. So I would love to, let's start there. Let's find out like what is actually going on. You know, just a brief, brief pricey for those people who have not a clue what the symptoms are, what sort of happens. And then, and then we'll go from there. That's a really good place to start because there are a myriad of symptoms, which, you know, each is your unique Sim, you know, cocktail, if we like, which sounds horrible, mm. doesn't it? But, yeah, it but, it, but it, that's the reality. It's yeah. a bit sort of like, and of course, it's shifting and moving because this whole transition can go from anything between two years, unfortunately, up to 15 for some people. Yeah. 
and carry on because even after your periods have stopped, there's still stuff that can be going on. Mm. But but really, we used to talk about it being hot flashes and weight gain. And, and of course, that's true, but it's not really what's impacting the quality of your life. And that's what I tend to come from. What's really hurting us from a quality of life perspective? And that's our mental health. And I think we're now... Thank goodness, in the middle of World Menopause Month, which is started on Monday, October is now designated that. So what an opportune time to have this conversation. It is brain fog, mood swings, anxiety. Um, And those things really rock us. And then if we can't sleep, then that's that's the things that are saying to women, the quality of my life feels like hell. You know, I've suddenly slept two hours a night for four years. I hear that so mm. often. Yeah. And I have panic attacks and weird stuff happens. Suddenly I'm really hypersensitive to stuff and I get rosacea. I get tinnitus. I've got gut issues. So, so much is impacting on us. And, of course, stress just compounds that. Mm. So... If we come into this time of life with a low bandwidth and you get lots of changes going on hormonally, which are really affecting your brain a long time before they're affecting your body. And we don't realize that, that we can be brain-wise five years before our body starts going, oh, this is showing up. And then we can be, maybe we don't have challenging. And there are people who have no challenging symptoms at all, breeze through it. And I'm always really interested in them. Mm. I've talked to a lot of naturopaths and we go, well, what is it about them? Yeah. And then there's this 20% who have the most terrific time, but then look at their past trauma, look at their lifestyle, look at the stress that's in their life now, because those will also be key. So it's not just my hormones are going up and down and declining. It's also what's wrapped around it in both from inside ourselves how we see ourselves and things that come from the outside world, toxins, all of these factors will impact our hormonal health and well-being. So the symptoms are a signal that something isn't right, that something's changing, and we should be paying attention to them. Yeah. And that's why it's, that's, yeah, that makes perfect sense that you have to look at this holistically and just looking at the symptoms. And I know that, you know, when I started to feel like, oh, here we go, um, is the, <laughs> you know, hmm, I want to start looking up a few symptoms. You look up and there's a list of like 34 different things that it, that could be put down to perimenopause or menopause. And, um, you know, as you say, you can have a cocktail, a combination and a uniqueness, but you're absolutely right. The ex, the, you know, compounding factors are your existing lifestyle, your existing nutrition, stress, relationships, all of that kind of thing can really um, just pile up one on top of the other. And the other thing that I think is desperately unfair about this for women is that at this time of life, say, let's say for the sake of argument, 50, 50, you know, ish, you're likely to have children who are just uh, sort of leaving home, um, you know, starting their new life, need support. Plus, you're likely to have parents who are getting to the point where they may need support. And there you are stuck in the middle of this generational pull, 
whilst your brain feels like it's literally melting out of your ears. <laughs> exactly. And I, and I think what well, maybe you said 50, but I'd actually say more commonly now it's mid 40s. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you've got a, a toddler. What? Yeah. You could you could have small children. You could I mean I have plenty oh, of Yes, sorry. <laughs> if you're like forty-three or something. Yes, yes you could this, have young children, not, because uh, this is really when it, it can be quite intense for women. They're like 43, 44, and they've got small children. I mean, yeah. I've had friends who've had a baby at this time. So yes. it's just tremendous. And I think when we are 50 plus, yes, we have all the empty nesting. We've got our parents to care for. We're in the middle mm. of really busy careers and all the stuff that goes on around that. And so we're like, energetically, we're very strung out at this mm. time. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the other thing that that always comes up from, well, there's something that comes up for me, and it was interesting. I, I had a yoga day the other, um, the other weekend, and at the end we all sit down and have a cup of tea and cake at the end. It's lovely. And so there were, I think there were five of us left sitting around having a cup of tea, and somebody started, you know, mentioned that they were, you know, their menopause, um, you know, what how it was affecting them. And we started talking about it and and someone said, yes, because of course in our mother's day, you know, menopause was called the change. And and I was like, sort of had this moment where I realised like this, this change. So not only do you have this sort of hormonal thing, but for me, certainly, one of the things that has been really big in my shift has been my relationship, my marriage. Like, I suddenly feel like I have zero patience, like someone removed my tolerance chip for any of the BS in my life. (laughs) That's about right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Somebody, a wonderful yoga teacher who you may know, she's a yoga nidra, like world-renowned Karen Brody. She said, if you're not being disagreeable in menopause, you're really not changing into becoming a wiser, older crone. And I think we are. We can just have a lot less tolerance we the sort of those parts of our brains where we've been all nurtured and carry are just kind of chopped off and we don't have that need anymore because we're not going to be having any more children and being we're grandmothering but that's a different thing but we don't tolerate any bs whatsoever yeah it's like that time of your life where you were the mother where you're like what can i do for you how can i help how can i smooth everything over how can i be you know of most assistance for everybody suddenly there's like this shift where you go actually i don't i'm i don't need to be a mother anymore the mothering instinct has flown uh, along with the kids potentially um and you know, I don't necessarily hate to say it, but actually need a man in my life. So you, you know, if you <laughs> happily, my husband never listens to my podcast, so I can say this. But you know, if you if you are um, in that, you know, you don't want to to be mothering anybody anymore. You want to like you've got the rest of your life. This is how I feel. I'm just like right now. I've got my purpose. I want to just like get a push on and yeah. make a difference and do what I want to do I don't want to be making lunch or washing socks for yeah. no, no. We're, we're done with that yeah we're absolutely done with it and there's this sense that now it's my time and I want to step up and go in the world and that is again a shift in our in our in our energy systems and a new sense of needing to honor boundaries that have been possibly a little porous 
in previous yes and that's understandable these are phases we shouldn't regret that we've been caring and nurturing at the times when we did that's mm -hmm. about letting that go and saying that phase is done now there's a different phase for me because in many ways the universal energy is calling me to do something else in this world mm -hmm. to change things in my com my local community maybe step out on bigger platforms and we are seeing women all around the world at 50 plus stepping up to something so different mm. um, than maybe maybe previous generation cities in a smaller scale but we're stepping up building businesses starting podcasts writing books changing and championing important things and and we're a force to be reckoned with absolutely you're so right Clarissa this is and this is the positive side of menopause and I think that one of the things that in the public you know it's like oh you know you've got all your hot flashes and your all the, the symptoms that people suffer with and I'm not denying that they do suffer and it, you know the the mood swings and the you know all of the various things that that come about are tough to deal with but that's, I think, you know, if we can educate ourselves so we can catch us, ourselves and go, OK, so especially with moods, because you tend to believe your own emotions, don't you believe your thoughts? But if you can then go, I'll just ask yourself, is that is that perhaps a hormone? Is that perhaps a, a menopause symptom? Then, you know, you're you're going to be putting yourself back into a, a sort of a saner mindset, if you like. Yeah, exactly. Um, not not allowing. And I think dialing back on the negative conversation is very important. I mean, we're hardwired to that. We can't help it. That's the way our beautiful brains are constructed. But it's not actually helpful. And we have to also question why people want to champion that in the wider world. Yeah. Because there's often a vested financial interest in them in doing that. Mm -hmm. uh, and we know that we don't have to and not every single woman agrees with this terribly negative conversation at all if we even look at social media which mm -hmm. I have you know menopause is my hashtag thing so I get more of it than probably most people yeah. do yeah. when I actually look at that I know that there's a millions of women around the world who push back against an extremely negative dialogue and say well that's actually not my experience there have been amazing things that have happened because of this life transition even though bits of it were hard so we're not denying that some of it's challenging mm. but we're not seeing it as either the end or we're not actually being locked in as you said and, and allowing every thought and every mood in our heads to be the truth because sometimes it's our own mind just talking we're listening with this rather than with our heart mm. yeah yeah and so, I mean, the big, the big thing around menopause, obviously, is HRT and you know hormone replacement therapy, which is touted as a miracle. And you know, you, you hear lots of people saying it's just saved my life. I feel normal again. What's your What's your take on HRT? How do you see it? And um, yeah, no, let's just go there first of all. Let's go there first. Well, firstly, there's no medication that's a panacea for anything. Mm. it doesn't matter what your condition is no medication is has, is without side effects and is can fix you mm. and you know hrt has a role to play i mean if you are really really struggling and particularly with very significant mental health issues 
possibly your hot flashes are to the point where you're literally drenched in sweat the whole time and you can't sleep, uh, you have particular other issues, then of course you have to seek medical intervention. We would in any condition do that. Mm. But, you know, actually, if you listen to the more saner advice that's out there, that's coming out much more even from the menopause societies in America, in Britain, in and in Sweden too, is that there's a much smaller percentage of women who actually must be on this medication. And the recommendations are that women should be on it for the shortest time possible at the lowest dose possible. That's woven through all of this. And there is, there are, you know, and we have to be careful because obviously on the one hand, conventional medicine takes a long time to change its views. But what we are seeing is on the functional medicine side, there's this much more interesting weaving of some hormone therapy, but also with um, lifestyle and functional medicine, with herbs, with yoga, with mindfulness, with these things. And you're creating a more all round holistic approach and HRT kind of sits with that but it's not the only way forward mm. and I think it is touted as such you know I think it is put out there you know I know because recently I went to my GP and I said I'm having xyz symptoms and you know could this be and you know I'm 50, nearly 53 so she was like well yes obviously um and she was like, well, you know, what symptoms have you got? And so I listed a few. None of, you know, I'm not getting hot flashes. I'm not, you know, I'm a bit of a moody old cow. That's about all. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, various aches and pains, but who doesn't have aches and pains, you know, just come, come and go. And she was like, okay, well, that's fine. We'll get you some, you know, some HRT, you know. And it was so simple, so easy for me to get the estrogen gel. Um, and... Um, that's why I'm so excited and pleased to talk to you because I kind of feel like I don't have enough information to know exactly what it is I'm doing to myself when I add estrogen, you know, put it onto my skin and, and take it on board. It's very true. I mean, you obviously you are stabilizing your your hormones. Mm. You're not you're not reversing menopause, which is what no. some, people, some funny people go around tempting as well. I don't know why we want to do that. But why would you want to do that? Why would you know? But what we are doing is that we are stabilizing our hormonal decline. So it's not as jagged, I would say. Right. Um and and of course we need to recognize that there are side effects to this. And I'm not talking about the big drama ones that we've heard, but women mm. sometimes say, well, it worked, it got rid of X, but I put on weight or my moods were affected. So I, I interviewed on my podcast, Marion Stewart, who is probably the doyen, if we like, of natural menopause. She really is. I mean, she's written 28 books and, oh, wow. you know, launched an amazing, amazing program. She's an amazing woman. She was working on this 30 years ago. And, you know, she said, well, you know, in her surveys, 61% of women, when they were on it, said, this is impacting me negatively. I'd actually quite like to get off. Yeah. And so a lot of women, and I've seen that in Facebook groups in Sweden too, people going, well, actually, I'm, I'd like to come off this now. It's kind of, I've had enough of it. It's kind of did what it did, but there were downsides too. Yeah. So so I think that's what we, we need to balance. I mean, some people 
clearly don't change their diet or their lifestyle and maybe then it makes a huge difference mm. but if we embrace things holistically we'll be amazed how much our diet our exercise dealing with feelings if we like and 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 taking the the yogic ayurvedic tcm type routes which actually have always stated that women need to slow down Mm. be mm. calmer and more nurturing of themselves at this time we would be surprised how much better we would feel yeah so really we can we can look at this in terms of uh, a, a, if we are consciously mindfully um aware of what our body's needs are we can actually fulfill them and and just do this naturally do our menopause naturally there seems to be this kind of sensationalism around you know everybody needs some kind of hormonal replacement to in order to survive it but then you but what's always I've always struggled with and this may be a really dumb question but I'll put it out there but like at some point you're going to come off those and then surely you're just kind of delaying the inevitable. Is it are you not going to have all the same symptoms and things yeah. as you come off that estrogen or progesterone or whatever you want? Of course you are. You're going to be you're going to have to come off it very slowly, which is where it's been scary in the UK with the shortages. Yeah. Because women have suddenly found themselves in a gap. Yeah. And panicked. Because of course you will. I mean, obviously over time, you know, you would want to to reduce down uh, slowly and come off it. And I mean, the advice from the the all the medical uh, practitioners is that you should come off it uh, around after around about sixty. And they won't put people on who are over sixty. So there's mm-hmm. a few doctors going menopause, you know, HRT for life. But that isn't actually the official view. The mm-hmm. official view is that. This is something that you should be coming off slowly as you approach 60. Um, There's certainly a lot of testing if you've been on it for more than five years to ensure that it's not creating situations for for cancer. So Mm. there is a lot of checking to make sure you're still okay and the risk for thrombosis remains low and all the rest. It's not it's not cut and dried. Let's put it like that, Rosa. No, no, it's not. It's not. So, I mean, I suppose you know the the obvious ideal for every woman to go through is a natural menopause, where they just gently, you know, just they have a few mild symptoms, they feel different, and then they come out the other side. Boof, they're fine. So, how can we help that along? Um, I mean, obviously, you've talked to quite a few of these things, you know, exercise, nutrition, mindfulness, meditation, you know, all the things that you and I do, because you are, um, you, you are a Qigong specialist as well. Yeah. And that obviously deals with mind, body, spirit, you know, exercise, breathing, uh, meditation of, of sorts. So just talk to me a little bit about how these beautiful practices which are so holistic and so natural and so ancient as well mm-hmm. uh, those are the people they knew a thing or two um you know how they actually really do support us as we go through menopause well i mean systems like qigong which i mean there's a lot of parallels to ayurvedic yogic systems too mm. are all about supporting the energy balance in the body and they're in menopause the qigong system can really support vital organs the liver is 
such a critical organ. I mean, obviously, we have five key organs in Qigong that we are supporting, which is the liver, the kidneys, the spleen, the heart, and the lungs. And we think about the liver. All our estrogen is, all our hormones are processed in there. So we want liver energy to be strong. We want kidneys that are our life force. And if you think that's where your adrenal glands are sitting too. So, and they take over the function of producing estrogen and progesterone and testosterone as our ovaries give up their job. So having good kidney energy has huge additional benefit. It's, It's one of the key energies. Women are often very weak in kidney energy. Uh, so building up your bolster how do we bolster those energies well in the qigong we do a lot of the a lot of the qigong practices are actually you know focused on particular areas of the body so i teach a system called share be share which is a tai chi qigong system it's a medical qigong system right Uh, so if people may be familiar they see people practice that's often the bao dungeon which is the silk brocade which is a really calming soothing grounding but in the shabby share we're working on particular organs and meridians of the body you know we're actually act in each of the stances we make sometimes we make a whole flow dynamic sequence sometimes we hold particular postures that work with different elements and different types of organs and emotions so that's what we're working with. So I, you know, if you could, you could do one stance because they're often in little parts and do them on one side and the other side of the body. And that's 40 minutes. <laughs> if you did it, you know, five minutes, five minutes, five minutes. If you have the patience, not many, not many Western people have the patience, but that's no different to yin yoga where you hold the, the, yeah. the stance right, or hatha yoga where you're holding a lot of the stances rather than the dynamic flowing. Yeah. Both have their, their ways, but we're working particularly and I work a lot for example with spleen energy because the spleen is to do with mental clarity so if you're brain foggy I have a number of particular qigong postures if we like or movements if you like that work with helping keep unclear blockages in your spleen energy that help mental clarity so that's how I work with my qigong um and i teach routines around insomnia emotional balance uh, mental clarity we do a lot of work on strengthening bones lowering blood pressure they're sort of more towards our longevity Mm -hmm. Uh, and so there are particular movements we can we can do and and there are some people who teach for example qigong for libido uh, reinforcement i i don't at the moment but but there are systems and approaches to doing that. As well. And then in the same way that you know, we can we can create a, a yoga sequence that will speak to all of those organs, speak to those energies as well. It's yes, it's that connecting with the energy that we need. And it's really interesting that you talk about the the liver and the spleen and the kidneys, because I think that um, again that's just something that's not in the in the mainstream conversation it's like if people knew that they needed to be thinking about not even doing just like let's just get a a dot of awareness there of their livers their kidney health you know that would that would engender a whole lot more investigation into how much you know hydration we're taking on what we're eating 
um, all of those sort of things. I yeah, think and TCM has food systems that looks at the sort of foods you can use to support your your organs, support your the chi, how that shifts and changes with the the seasons. And there's also a whole clock, twenty four hour clock, which looks at each sort of two hours divided up that different organs can be nurtured um, through that way. Uh, and how patterns of behavior and routines can be built around that clock that are really supportive to your overall energy. Wow, that sounds super valuable. So where where would somebody find that? If you want, if somebody wanted to look that up, how would they find that? What would they say? Probably just be able to put up a TCM clock. You could traditional Chinese medicine clock or wheel and it will come up there are lots and they 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 all look quite similar some are more complicated than other because some you want to stick on all the elements from the five you know you mean chinese medicine is endless just like this is what i'm this is going to be my next question so similarly like in in ayurvedic um medicine where you know diet is the medicine essentially um, you know, you have the three different types, you know, the pitta, kapha, of um, and vata. Is that right? Anyway, yes, that's right. Yes. yes. Um, types of which we are all, you know, we you want to have a balance between three. We tend to we tend to lean towards one type on the whole. So, you know, you could go to an Ayurvedic doctor and they go, yes, you're a pitta type. So this is the kind of diet that you need to bring yourself more back into balance. So on that basis, is it possible to, in this traditional Chinese medicine way, to um, go, right, for menopause, for your kidney health, you need to be eating more abc like can we well, definitely be more general? you can you can definitely eat for the different energies and for the different energies of the organs so yes there is that my, my acupuncturist because acupuncture is one of the pillars of tcm right. the other being yes. medical qigong um also to wow. inar massage right so that those are some of there are some different branches to tcm and chinese herbs and and people specialize in each of those not 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 everyone is specialized in all of those no that would be a lot a bit like (laughs) a bit like a bit like any other system we're in our systems uh, in the part of the tcm that we know as opposed Mm. to being so i'm not an acupuncturist and i have absolutely no desire to stick any needle (laughs) Needle. (laughs) no it's not my thing but i go to an acupuncturist Yes. Yes. Yeah, because it is very, um, it's very powerful. It you is. literally tap into the meridians or nadis, as yes. uh, as a yogi would call them. Absolutely. Same thing, different name. Um, so, if we wanted to say, let's use an example of supporting the liver. What would you, if if I just, you know, we're just chatting, I want you to just give me a, how do I support my liver? What's the, apart in, in, in terms of dietary? In terms of diet, in terms of diet, it's again, the time of day you eat to support your diet. So we don't want to be loading up on lots of fatty foods. We want to be eating supportive foods, like sometimes warm foods. 
we might be looking at not eating damp food. Actually, that's also very important for the kid not to eat food that's damp. So strange foods like pumpkin can be very damp food and you don't think that's damp but you know it's different types of foods can be hot or cold you might want to have certain types of spice yeah so food that's sort of warming and spicy but that then depends on whether it's warm or cold outside as well yeah. yes exactly and i know that i've got listeners in america who will be sweltering right now in florida <laughs> or wherever and they're going yeah, no i don't need to eat pumpkin no, mind you, no. And you might need to feel your part i mean each person if you they come to you as a face-to-face page and goodness knows not many people do these days mm. but we do feel their pulse we do take a pulse not quite in the in the european way you're not feeling the heart pulse but you're feeling the energy pulse yeah. and then you might be able to feel where the blockage really is mm. so it tends to be a combination of particular movements you might set up a movement sequence for that person some food for that person that would work for them where they are and and then you might also um, suggest some meditations that work because that's the other the other part that's another part of my work is i teach meditation as well um, okay so i'm going to really meditation. i'm going to be really annoying for a certain i'm going to say somebody's listening to this going oh this is really interesting and i get it but i am freaking out i my brain does not work anymore i don't have time i've got kids i've got career i've got you know to look after the house go shopping i've got bigger things to worry about electricity bills you know all of that kind of stuff is going on i don't have time to sit down and take my pulse and listen to you know and do uh so like in terms of like people who are suffering big time with yeah. hot flashes with brain fog with pain because you know oh. just like random pain is something that is yeah. a big um yeah. you know, debilitator of, yeah. of menopause and perimenopause like how how are we going to help what i want to do is sort of offer some kind of um sort of ray of hope or light or help for somebody who is just snowed in with yeah. all of this stuff and just goes energetically i'm just i'm done and yeah. i'm exhausted and i'm at the end of my tether just Pass me the estrogen gel and let me get on with my life. Yes. So what I sometimes say to people who come to me, and I have lots of frazzled people like that, is let's look at where your energy's flowing. Let's just sit down and, and just practically, don't worry about any treatments or anything like that at this moment. Let's just write down all the things that we do in the day and let's just have a look at which are energy depleting mm. and which are energy giving, which could you give away to somebody else to do for you? Yeah. Which could you actually say, why am I doing this? Not even give them away, just is this really what I want? Yeah. And then you end up with a list of drainers and sustainers. And, and and if you can minimize those drainers by whatever method, and that sometimes means saying the words to somebody around you, whether that's a colleague, a friend, a partner, a child, I need your help. I need your support. Because we feel like screeching, but screeching never cuts through. But using communicative language, like I need your support, people go, oh, I kind of understand that intuitively. Mm. And and we get the support. And then we look at the things that are sustaining and say, which of these 
could I maybe bring a bit more into my life? You know, and then we we look at how we behave well, before we even go to any treatment. We're kind of then building up our sustainers and asking questions. Are there some things missing off this list that I loved to do, but I can't do now? How could I bring them in in a different form? You know, mm. if you love entertaining, but you haven't got the energy. Could you make Friday night pizza night? with your family or something like that so that we we're building up our positive energy mm. we're letting go of our drainers and pace if you can only do something for a shorter period of time then do that i often work with a system called four p's which comes from pain management where we start to be more present as i've said of where our energy is going mm. start prioritizing and planning where our energy is going and what we're going to do and then pace and do less and 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 do it in smaller bites. Yeah. It's exhausting. You know, we don't have to punish ourselves in the gym for forty minutes and do. You know, let's let's say I can do ten minutes, mm. and then I can come in maybe with some qigong, and I say, you know, if you could do this for ten minutes every morning, ten minutes. We've we've got ten minutes. Yeah, we've all got. You would feel we've got ten minutes. You would feel the benefit. Yeah. And maybe when you can work 10 minutes, you can consider 20. And I often teach a 20-minute morning routine, which is a full body system routine, touches every organ and imbalances us. 20 minutes, every, you know, if we can do that several times a week, the shift in our energy would be enormous. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's what comes to my mind when you say, you know, you don't have to go to the gym and punish yourself for 40 minutes. You know, some people find that, uh, really cathartic and they need to just get a sweat on they just need to kind of like run those adrenaline you know that, that cortisol out of their body yeah. but then again if you've got 40 minutes to do a routine like that which may support you mentally but may exhaust you physically then swapping it out for something like yoga or qigong which is going to not drain you well mind you some yoga classes can be exhausting so it's fine the right yoga class isn't it um come to my yoga class um <laughs> go to clarissa's she got um yeah finding finding a balance that's a, a form of exercise that is going to make your body feel like it's done something but also sustain you emotionally so energetically that's um that's definitely a, a benefit you know it's that's gonna that's gonna be worth yeah. worth finding. And, and, and a walk in nature, a sit yeah. down, those sorts of things are very supportive. And I think sometimes we see people telling people to practice meditation, and, and these things are all great, but we have to get ourselves there. Mm. We have to maybe we have to come stepwise if we're very frazzled, and, and gradually create space. And of course, as the menopause goes on and our families go away, we create more gaps in our lives. And more of this can can come into our life. But yeah. when we're in the throes of it, we do what we can. Small bits, small bites work really, really well. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's really, uh, it's very encouraging to hear. You know, it's it's lovely to hear the positive side, the fact that we can cope with menopause. Like, come on, we're women. We cope with everything. We can cope with menopause. <laughs> we can. <laughs> we cope. No, we can. This is just another thing that we have to get through. We deal with it. But there is this beautiful strength that comes alongside it, which I am really personally enjoying. 
where I'm I'm just like actually becoming a little bit more selfish. It's like, no, I'm going to go and do what I want to do because I don't need to be looking at your grown ass man. You can sort yourself out. <laughs> I don't need to be mothering, mothering, you know. Yeah. But that's that's my that's just my personal issues, a bit of a people pleaser. So you know, yes. but breaking out of that has actually been really, really liberating. Yeah. Um and thinking, yeah, this is this is a phase where I'm going through and we all go through it. And to one degree or the other, we all suffer a, a little bit. There's a kind of, um, I don't know, it's interesting because I talked to my sister who's five years older than me and she's um, had a rough menopause. It was tough for her. And she is always saying, you know, there's a, there's a kind of a grief that goes alongside menopause as well, which is energetically a, a heavy thing to hang on to. Yes, it it is. And I think we're grieving lots of things at this stage, Rosa. And we're not just grieving the loss of our fertility. We're grieving maybe the loss of a way of living that is over. We can be grieving the loss of our youth and the way we, we don't look the same and we will never look the same. You know, and sometimes some, well, just <laughs> I look at myself and I don't look the same. Um, and so there, it's fine. We, we're changing and, and transitions can bring up strong emotions like grief and we have to just meet that with immense kindness like we would a friend who was grieving you know sometimes it's good to have a sad day let Mm -hmm. it all out write it out cry it out listen to sad music whatever but know that 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 does pass you know yeah 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 I think it's it is it can be incredibly liberating you know, hugely, hugely liberating. And I think it's really liberating listening to you talk about it in terms of we can totally cope with this. We don't have to resort to to artificial hormones. We don't have to, you know, succumb to the medical, you know, if you need that support for a bit, fine because we all we know if it's there for to help if we need it but we don't have to and that's something that I think is a really positive message that I've um that is and honestly that's what I wanted to hear because I'm like my GP gave me my eastern judge so yeah that's fine off you go enjoy you know we'll we'll see you in the new year I'm like I have no idea what this is doing for me I've done you know, I don't know what what it's going to do to me. So I'm just like, hmm, I I don't know. But hearing you talk about it is really encouraging to think that we need to just double down a little bit of effort into nutrition, into purposeful exercise, nurturing our liver and our kidney. And this is something that I've really, this is my big takeaway from today yes. that I'm going to go and research. Yes, so. definitely. And nurturing nurturing the body as a whole Mm. and and finding and I think realizing that you know sometimes it's just okay not to be okay that doesn't mean you know if you need help you should take it if you're debilitated you should but there is so much more that is is as I've said lying under why you are with the menopause you have and it's sometimes addressing those things can make a big shift and I and i you know, talk to a lot of functional and integrative medicine. And what we're more than learning is the power of this whole new movement that's happening. Um, 
yesterday I talked to somebody who's working with women's pelvic floors and she's a yoga teacher. She's also a physical therapist and she has completely moved into using yogic approaches to work with women's prolapses. I mean, it was absolutely phenomenal. She said, you know, I have non-invasive ultrasound methods. I use voice, singing, working with uh, breath and she said and changing diet and she said women aren't needing to be squeezing kegels every five minutes like she said fact, i hate those she said i'll stop i don't let women do those sorts of exercises and we work completely differently on a on an integrative method methods and 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 trauma not informed not invasive methods and she said women can walk away from here after six weeks and not have issues how extraordinary yeah I mean, and she's a qualified medical person, you know, a person that she's just embraced the yogic side as well. The power of of taking control of our energy is so huge. And what's what's really another thing that's kind of sort of lit up a bulb for me as you were speaking was this idea of, of of. taking control and beginning to understand the impact of our life thus far on us you know all the traumas all the experiences all the joy all the sadness everything that we've experienced in our lives so far will of course I mean it had never really occurred to me before to think that which is stupid because I know how important our past lives but that that would affect what kind of menopause that you experience definitely yeah, it's, it's fascinating you know and I talked to my sister yes she's five years ahead of me and the, the last five years for her have been hard <laughs> so she keeps going to me you just wait you just <laughs> wait and I'm like oh, shut up I don't want to know but we despite the fact that we're sisters and we're genetically as, as similar as people can be by being twins um you know our life experiences have been hugely different mm. Mm. you know she used to travel all over the world um for her work she worked in a really high pad really high stress very male-dominated industry and you know has been through a lot a lot more than me who's basically just sat around being a yoga teacher for the last 20 years (laughs) so I think energetically wise you know our experiences have been super different and will inform our body's response to this shift in hormone hugely differently so that's why I'm beginning to think that you know the the work that I do but teaching the chakras which you know helps you unpeel the layers Mm -hmm. like a big onion of of who you are what got you to where you are now is even more important and super valuable at this time of life yeah I definitely think that when you combine lifestyle with energetic work and, and and extra support from a functional perspective. Often they're focused on supplements and certain medications and, and, and really looking into where you are, right down to your DNA sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, we are entering new ways of managing menopause that are going to make, I th- will look back in te- years time and think, gosh, shoving every woman onto a hormone therapy was really quite a... Um, a crude tool yeah yeah I, I i agree i think you're probably well not probably i think you're certainly very right in that and 
um, you know, I mean, I guess people have been on HRT. I'm just thinking of my aunt who who decided to come off her HRT at about the age of 85. <laughs> and you think, oh my good lord. Wow. Like wow, yeah. I mean, she she had yeah. It, it didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't great results for her. But anyway, no. yeah. But that was that was very crude. I mean, it changed her life. She was like, yeah, I can survive, and there's no way I'm coming off it ever. And um, yeah, she had to push had to come to shove before she did. To be fair, but, um... <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm really optimistic and hopeful that this more holistic approach around it is is good because even like the the um the sort of the the noise around menopause at the moment is still you know use hrt it's great it'll help you for a bit and we're all in it together but there's i don't hear anybody shouting from the rooftops your message which i think is so much more um, valuable and i think that's more what i'm seeing coming through in the u.s yeah. and right. in australia yeah, uh, that there is that. you know no and they're definitely saying, well, there are many ways to this, to do this. And I think that's very positive. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. So Clarissa, listen, where can people find you? Um, I know you've got a podcast. And um, so I will put all of this in the show notes. But if you just tell me quickly where you are and what your podcast is and all of that. My podcast is called Thriving Through Menopause. And I have beautiful guests every week who talk about all sorts of holistic aspects around menopause and I am on Instagram you'll find me there a lot um, I'm thriving through menopause on Instagram so okay. you can you can find, find me there find you there, you'll find me there and also you can go to my website but it's going to go through a bit of a revamp because we're upgrading some of the um the 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 work I do because I'm going to integrate more qigong into that now. But that's my name, ClarissaChristiansen.com. Okay, so wonderful, yeah. perfect. Well, I'll put all of that in the show notes, and I really hope that this has sort of given some new ways of thinking to some people who've been listening. And if you're if you're not at menopause age yet, then it's good to know this in advance because, like mindset, like expectation, is always half the battle absolutely least. mindset matters and and have a mind over menopause mm, yeah well listen clarissa thank you so much for joining me today it's been really enlightening really interesting and just gorgeous to meet you so thank you thank you roseanne thank you so much ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 